T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to Gresh and Poirier on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Well, you got to assume the Celtics are going to get back on track tonight. Although it is a dangerous Monday nighter in Detroit where you might wake up and look around and go, oh, I got a case of the Mondays oh. and we're in freaking Detroit, for God's sakes. It is our two of Gresham Foyer here on Boston and New England Sports Original WEEI. Well, the Celtics took it on the chin on Friday night. And in a way, I guess you'd say kind of lucky for them that it, it was on a Friday night and it got buried in a, as we mentioned, you know, we, we moved to planet Hoth for 24 hours uh, on Saturday. But on Friday night, the Celtics gave up 32 points in the fourth quarter, which is very unceltic like They lose 106-94. to Celtics just got spanked in that fourth quarter. Third quarter, they came out and did what you thought. They got back in the game, winning that quarter 29-17. to But the Celtics couldn't close it out. Jason Tatum was 3-15 of from the field. Jalen Brown had 27 points. I know there was a talk on this morning's Greg Hill show about, oh, Jalen Brown and getting his respect and da-da-da. Well, Friday night was one of those games where it would be, yeah, Jalen Brown deserves respect. But if you want to be an MVP... Uh, don't miss free throws at the end of games when they really matter. Regardless, how about that? They got beat by Phoenix, who's not terrible, I, but I, still. This was, to me, felt like, so that there, it felt like a lock to me. So, because Phoenix had just lost to who? They just lost to, oh man, I can't remember that. Hold on, I'm, I'm pulling it. Was up it their, the Knicks? Uh, I thought it was, maybe it was the Knicks. They lost to the Hawks. Oh, it was the Atlanta. They lost One, to Atlanta. 132 to 100. They got. They got their ass beat. So then they used to sit there and go, okay, the Celtics just had a really good game where they blew out the Nets, blew them out. All right, let's keep that positive vibe going. Let's let's pile on. So they start off really fast against the Suns, and then they just, that's it. There's, no, there's nothing left in them. They just basically just had no energy, had no attitude. It's almost like the, if I feel like they the, miss the, Marcus Smart. Let's just call it what it is. Well, fine. Like you're telling me this team with all this talent is is Marcus Smart dependent? I mean, I'm not saying that he's not valuable, but you have a lot you have a strong you still have a strong bench. He can't be the one piece that you miss that everything falls apart. To me, it was I mean, again, you have 
two guys in your team are all stars. One's a star, one's a reserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have uh, the sixth man of the year candidate in Brogdon. Um, you still have Robert Williams, you still have D. White, you still have Al Horford, you still I'll, have a ton of players. And I'll tell you why, because as I'm looking down the assist column, especially in the game against Phoenix, Tatum had five, Robert Williams had four, Jalen Brown had four, Malcolm Brogdon, one. Now, I know that he's to come in and score, I understand it. Derek White, one assist. Al Horford, one assist. The one thing we've learned about having Marcus Smart out there is that he will keep the ball moving. He's gotten better. No, no. I, I, occasionally, we will get the, oh, Marcus Smart shoots too much. Now, it feels like everybody is comfortable with the role that Marcus Smart has on this team. And yet, when it's the Jays or a post player and then nobody else, to me, that's the impact that Marcus Smart has. He keeps the ball moving a lot of times and keeps them from getting bogged down. Well, I, I mean, that's why I, I think I, I feel like it's if they're not hitting their threes, you know, Tatum did not have a good shooting percentage. And if they, and most importantly, I feel like it's the complacency that I think can infect them. And the fact that, sure enough, you basically been the best team in the NBA almost from the beginning. And then sure enough, here comes Milwaukee and here comes Philly. Mm-hmm. Here come the two teams that I think the Brooklyn Nets, and we'll get into the Kyrie effect, probably are Dunsky. They're still fourth in the Eastern Conference, but still. Milwaukee's like, a game back of Boston. And what is East. Philly, two? Philly is two and a half. Okay, they're two and a half. And you got to play Philly and you got to play Milwaukee, both those teams, before the All-Star break. So they're both healthy, and it's like and now you're starting to see that the competition is becoming a, a lot you know, tighter than you thought it was. To me, the issue is complacency. That That's what it is for me. You can't beat the hell out of a team and then get your ass handed to you the very next game. Like, you you got to be consistent. Like, I don't think they should have lost that game. You know, they had the right attitude, you know, um, and this is what happens, right? So, sure enough, uh, the fourth quarter starts. Jason Tatum sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, Phoenix Suns, Suns go on a run. Uh, Mozula doesn't call a timeout. And then he doesn't put Tatum in. You would think they'd say, hey, his coaching decisions are now starting to be part of the equation. Whether or not he calls a timeout. Whether he notices that you know somebody needs to put their best players in. Because it looks like the Phoenix Suns are kind of feeling good about themselves. And nobody's making any shots. So Mozula's getting you know a lot of criticism for that. And this, to me, is, has taken longer than I thought it would take. I thought these criticisms would come up a lot earlier. And they would be more consistent. But they've been... They've been there, but they've usually figure it out, and then they forget about what he did wrong, and then so on and so forth. This is going to be their problem in the playoffs is Joe Mazzulla's ability to manage the game in real time. I think Joe Mazzulla is kind of the least of the problems. However, I do believe that we probably should reserve the right to sort of change our minds potentially as we get deeper uh, into the sort of the playoffs and the what postseason. Would be, what would be concern number one then for you? Like going into uh, the postseason, I know we haven't had the all-star break. More but. about them having enough lead in their pencil because one of the things that I think you miss when Marcus Smart isn't out there is the tone setter. Because if I said to you right now, no Marcus Smart who sets the tone for this group. Well, Tatum. Tatum is the best player. That doesn't it's, mean but he, it's, that doesn't mean he always sets well, it, the tone. But it doesn't necessarily have to be, 
you know, boisterous. You don't have to be a boisterous tone setter. No, what you need is that kind of, and, and there's a gronky Kong in the uh, Twitch chat. Good morning to the Twitchers. Twitch.tv slash Boston W-E-E-I. Uh, the Junkyard Dog. You need that guy. You need the dog out there. And I think for Jason Tatum, when it comes to, like, scoring, dominating some of those things, I don't know if the dog is there in him all the time. The numbers always look good by the end, but with Marcus Smart, there's a level of intensity that I think this team needs that is missing that can't be recreated if he's not out there. Uh Uh-oh. This is breaking news. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Oh, baby, here we go. Pete Thamel, who is uh, embedded in the world of college football and basketball, tweeted this six minutes ago, Foyer. Oregon offensive line coach Adrian Clem is expected to leave for the New England Patriots. Mm. Clem is expected to receive a pay raise with the move back to the NFL. He'd served as Oregon's associate head coach and run game coordinator this year. Thamel then tweeted, he is the former offensive line coach for the Steelers, has coached at UCLA and SMU. Oregon finished number one in all of college football and sacks allowed, giving up just five in 13 games. Listen, I'll be the first one to say I never thought the New England Patriots would say to an O-line coach, here's a million dollars. But I'm just guessing with Adrian Clem having 850 grand on the schedule from Oregon with probably some pretty healthy bowl bonuses mm-hmm, in there too. that he'll get. That the Patriots ended up really ponying up to allow Adrian Clem or really to lure him away and to bring him back to the NFL. Great move. Um, I mean, that I'm sure it was a big check for Bill O'Brien. And now... It's a pretty big check for an O-line coach. Wow. Okay. No. Um, good. Thank God. So your two biggest problems, at least as far as hiring practices, have been solved. Your offensive line was freaking terrible. They were horrible. Okay. Uh, even with their blocking schemes and their discipline. Horrible. Your offensive, in general, going back to your quarterback, was horrible. Your philosophy was horrible. The, the, you fix both those issues right now. I don't know how good Adrian Clem is. I have no idea, but usually uh, he seems to be, you know, uh, you know, he is, you know, go, you know, taking his steps they, up the ladder. They and, must have felt comfortable enough with him in that interview to think this guy might not be our OC, but boy, he can come in and be no, our no, line and, coach. And he is a friend of Bill. He was oh. drafted. He was developed. Uh, mm-hmm. He knows the Dante Scar. He's probably taken a lot of things that he learned from Scar. And he probably implements them, you know, as he goes. I wouldn't be surprised if when he's here, he ends up meeting with Scar. I'm just putting that in the back for right now. But thank God. We, we talked about when we started the show, right? We were talking about handling all family business. One, you need to get an offense coordinator. You got it. Two, you need to figure out what you're going to do with uh, Matt Patricia. You need an offensive line coach like Cam McCord, uh, you know, Joe Judge. All this is being fixed. All this is being fixed. So how desperate and, and needy they were to go out and just I'm not even gonna say overpaid. That's what that position deserves. You should not you should you be paid a million dollars to coach eight people, nine people. 
Nine. You're not coaching just five. You're coaching more than that because you have rotational guys. You have guys that are on the practice squad. That's the toughest position with the least amount of coaching. One guy, usually with an assistant that is a runner, and he holds the bags. But it's one guy coaching five positions at once. You could argue that the most, the second most important position would be the center as far as like his you know, communication with the quarterback. So to me, the center is the most important offensive lineman. Well, yeah, and that's because my point. it's the guy who's got to be able to think clearly in every situation. Whereas with a tackle, oh, guy lined up over me. Well, that's who I'm blocking on the hole. Oh, if he twists inside, great. I know what I know what to do. But if you're the center, identify the front, identify the linebacker. Hope the quarterback gets it right. Oh yeah, by the way. Seven seconds on the clock. Quarterback's pointing around. It's ticking down. Oh, quick check. Slide over here. Snap the ball. Some 300-pound guy is running. Meanwhile, you got one of your hands in your ass, and you're trying to block the other guy. Good luck. Good Again, luck trying to coach I, I, I that go, up. I go back to what At a that mess. Level, what a mess. No, it really is. I actually you know commend what, them for holding in their anger more now. The more that time that goes by, I'm, I'm amazed at how they didn't. Just just mutiny. I'm amazed that there wasn't really anyone who got some real hardcore information about how effed up everything was. Okay, I only have one quick carryover question. All right. They interviewed for the same job, meaning Adrian Clem and Bill O'Brien. So how do you sell Bill O'Brien that this is the right guy? And do you think that maybe it took a little longer to get Adrian Clem in because Bill O'Brien's got to vet the guy as well. Probably. Or, or does he just take Bill's word at no, it and say... He's got to vet him. Got to vet him. I'm in charge of the offense. I'll say who goes. If you have a recommendation, I will listen to it. But I am not married to anyone unless I am in charge of that person. Because the first guy that's going to get yelled at when there's a sack is Adrian Clem. And then, holy cow, you forced this guy on me? I didn't even want him. I told you it was no good. No. Oh, this is 100% vetting by... Uh, by so that's why we get yep. the week in between. Absolutely. Very good. That's what I wanted to uh, dig into. By the way, WEEI Super Bowl coverage sponsored by Wise Snacks. Do game day the wise way. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. Uh, we're going to get into the first of our big game breakdowns coming up. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. Gresham Fourier on WEEI. Christian Fourier helping me with some life advice. I'm doing my best during the doing my uh, best. Well, because I had uh, I'd, I'd mentioned to Fourier that uh, uh, that uh, there was a, a doctor that uh, my kid was dealing with, and they were trying to hit us with the whole "oh, you didn't cancel the appointment, and we never make mistakes here." Meanwhile, we got billed twice automatically, right? Yeah, so that, yeah, so it was a we never make mistakes. So I jumped to. On Friday, I left a uh, just say it a bit of a Tony message for them. Let's put it that way. You know, every once in a while, you got to change your tone. Yeah, and it's kind of like, all right. So he said somebody's going to call us back, and they didn't do it within a month. And now I got the second bill again, where he corrected it, but it's still wrong. And he ain't talked to me, or he didn't call her back. So I left. There are times I must say, <laughs> there are times where I leave messages, and my wife will like physically <laughs> like cringe in a ball i know what you're talking about and that's what i know that i've probably done too good a job Mm -hmm. of leaving a bit of a you're like a hard aggravated condescending message kind of at the same time and sort of calling like i'm not making it up but i'm calling them out for like things that they haven't done and just because i approach things a little differently than my wife does I don't think that should make me a terrible person. You'd be a good method actor. Because every once in a while, don't you have to nudge some people to get a situation kind of fixed? Well, absolutely. Right. It's just, it just how, how the, there's, there's a, my wife has the whole like high road mentality. Like I'm going to like be nice, uh, accommodating, um, I, and I'm going to play on your, your goodwill yeah. to get, but it, I, totally different. Couldn't be different. When that doesn't work. Okay, here goes the bat signal. Here comes a real nasty, mean, I have nothing to lose I've, attitude. I've, like, told the story before of the the car dealership where it was like, oh, yeah, we'll get your windshield fixed. And they were they took it to the place that we had tried to take it to and then came <laughs> back and tried to make us think that they were doing it. And the guy's like, oh, I'm just trying to be nice and get this fixed for you. Meanwhile, somebody in, like, the service department was like, oh, I don't have time for this. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry to bother. I made a big scene. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry to bother you and, like, stormed out of there, right? Then we ended up getting the call, and they're like, oh, we're going to fix everything. Don't worry about it. And the guy calls me and was like, what was the problem? And I ran down the laundry list. He's like, well, I'm just trying to be nice here. And I'm like, well, you oversee all these people, do you not? Well, I said, do you run the place or not? I said, because if not, put that person on. If you do then accept responsibility and deal with the verbal tongue lashing I'm giving you. Man. My wife's just, like, leaving the room. I, I, I think I would just hang up on you. Oh, that's happened. <laughs> I would just hang up on you. That's happened. Because I've gone too far. I, I, I used to I used to work at Home Depot when I was in, in college, and I didn't have – there was no there was no way You didn't know the where the, the 10-penny nails were I, in aisle 42? People used to call up all the time and ask for stuff, and and I would always just give them the wrong stuff. 
And they one time they would just start yelling and screaming at yeah. me because I was giving them, and I would just hang up. And you're just and you then, know what to do. And then they would just call back and they would say, "Building materials, please, please dial two zero one. Building yep. materials, please dial." And I just wouldn't answer it. It would up going on my break. Sorry, going on my break. Yeah, don't that, 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 not my problem you anymore. Did the, you did the Bernie Mac. My people, when we break, we break. Uh, they were always looking for me. So many Anybody people came Johnny in. Johnny around here. Anyway. If you're building a home and some kid, some 19-year-old kid who's just working there as a summer job is, the guy, is responsible yeah. for giving you important information on what code and insulation and block. and uh, Yeah, man. Sorry, man. Uh, I'm just waiting to go back to college. It's not my, like that's good luck a, with your house. Yeah. Good luck with your septic system. And again, I kind of I kind of feel there, there is the part of me that sort of felt bad. And, my, and I text my wife. I'm like, hey, you might be getting a call because yeah. I couldn't answer. And she was like, did they leave a message? And I wrote no. And she's like, that's about right. Because my wife's theory is, is that whenever I leave one of those, people aren't going to leave me a message because in reality... They don't want to deal with me. They want to deal with her, which yeah. is understandable. But again, She's I don't nicer. do it. I don't do it all the time. But every once in a while, when it gets when I blow my stack or it gets to the point to where she should get mad and doesn't, then <laughs> I end up getting aggravated for her and sometimes leaving some big meanie messages. Anyway. So thank you for thank that. You. Folks. Are you no. feel good now? Nah, a little bit. Call the fact Make that sure you, if you call Gresh, call him uh, after two. <laughs> Well, there is that. You would think so. And by the way, I did put that in the message. So they call it 1130. Yeah, because you got to really play the like, game, yeah. right? There yeah. are lots of people out there listening right now who are like, I know that game. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I work or I go to work at 3. Please call me before yeah. then. When's the call come in? 310. Yeah. yeah. Happens all the time, I'm just saying. And it makes you it makes you realize, people, that you are listening to real people in Christian and I here on WEI. Same problems. Oh, yeah. It's just a, it all depends on how you deal with it is really what it comes down to. And sometimes I'm not great at that. However, we are great at breaking down football. And uh, the head coaching matchups in the Super Bowl, that's where we're going to start here on day one of breaking down the Super Bowl, the big game, whatever in the world it is that, uh, that you want to call it. Christian did a good job of finding this. Andy Reid, apparently 10 years ago, had a decision to make on whether to keep Nick Sirianni on staff. And... Well, here's what uh, Andy Reid said. You know, when I came here, I was told Nick Sirianni is a th this guy is really a special coach, really, really a good football coach. I had David. David was my assistant head coach, and uh, he had been with me for 14 years, and so um, he was coming with me. and And I had to I had to make that, that determination to keep Nick or not. And and I knew he being as good as he was, the reputation he had, I knew he was going to get something. And and so. Uh, it's worked out great for him. So the, uh, the I thought that was interesting because they 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 didn't they never worked together. Actually, Nick Sirianni worked under uh, Charlie Weiss. Mm -hmm. He was Charlie Weiss's uh, offensive quality control guy. He helped out. He ran all the drills because you know Charlie Weiss isn't running around like you know d you know doing wow. drills with the quarterbacks. Okay, so he was so he was a hands on guy when Charlie was there in 2011 or 12 or something like that. So yeah. So Nick Sirianni was like, you know, just the coach, you know, getting started. And then he goes to San Diego. And the next thing you know, he's the offensive coordinator with the Indianapolis Colts. And then he becomes a head coach. So you would think that there would be some like, uh, are you holding a grudge? Are you, uh, are you, uh, are you, are you looking for revenge? Because that's the really the only storyline between the two coaches. Other than that, you have a young up and coming 
coach who has uh, got a lot of lot of energy, can relate to the players. Then you have arguably could be a top five coach in the history of the NFL in Andy Reid. Not sure how you feel about Andy Reid. But as far oh, as no, his record goes, he's up there. I mean, he doesn't get a lot of credit. He's maybe he, the only uh, contemporary of Belichick that is at least in the ballpark, like in terms of the guys of this era. Yeah, and he's got an um, he's got his own coaching tree that well, he's. You know, you know, that's that's what I found interesting. I thought only Bill Belichick hired his friends. I thought only Bill Belichick was the one who would like put his kids on staff. Right? Oh, they all do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. That is not, no. <laughs> Only Bill Belichick nope, does they that. they all do. Britt Reed was never on that staff. <laughs> or friends, I mean, again. All they, of them. The, right? the same. Andy the reason- Reed picked his guy over a dude yeah. that ultimately went on to become a head coach in the NFL. David Culley right? was so his guy. Where's the retroactive, my God, yeah. he's a terrible coach because he hired his friends. Yeah. No, it is, it's. That's what it's I would do. Same thing. That's kind of what you know. Bill O'Brien is trying to do. He brought his guy. He brought his 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 tight ends coach with him, so he could have an ally. More importantly, you just need allies. You need to understand, like you know, you need people everything. you can trust. Yes, absolutely. So why would you not? Of course, David Cully would end up taking the job as the wide receivers coach over Nick Sirianni, who. <laughs> You know, listen, hey, had a good recommendation. Everybody liked him, you know, and he's like, yeah, you know, he'll be fine. He was. He was better than fine. Second year he's as a jumped, head coach, and he's, he's, he's in the level, Super Bowl. No doubt. I mean, it's unbelievable. But it's like, so this to me, I don't know how much attention the, like, you know, this story is like right now the only thing that people are talking about, like the the connection between these two coaches or whether or not Nick Sariani should technically be part of Andy Reid's coaching tree. The answer is no. He never worked under him. They were in the building at the same time, and then he said, I'm not hiring you. Uh, he basically has probably more to do with um, – um, God, who was the coach over there in San Diego in the Chargers? They were the Chargers. Well, then he went to – Brandon Andy. Staley? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, no. It was oh, Frank that. Reich? Yeah, no, Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably has more to do with them than he does anybody else. Okay, so you have played in multiple Super Bowls. Yes. And I know that uh, one of them, so you had one against John Fox, yeah. and then you had one against Andy Reid. Yeah. Now, Andy Reid then to now, I don't know if he's a different coach per se, but man, that experience really helps. He's put a ring on his finger already, or at least I think it helps. So how much does experience really matter in dealing with a Super Bowl? So I would say a lot. And I don't think you can dismiss how important uh, it is to kind of, you know, explain what to expect. Now, I've heard that the Philadelphia Eagles, are they've, they've literally tried to transform their locker room and their hotel, their area to, to resemble. It's like they never left home, right? So they're, they're taking a lot of things from Philly and they're implementing it into their their location now, so it so it looks and feels like they're still at home. Got it, but they're not. So okay, okay. so they're going that angle. It feels hard though. It, it does, and I would also say there is there is a lot of just you know things and tricks that you learn. Maybe some people wouldn't really recognize, and maybe it's you know how like, you prep. How I was you just prep. gonna say like what, like what are the our, little things? Our 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 um, game plan was in before we left. And our practices were an hour and 10 minutes, maybe. During Super Bowl During week. the week of the Super Bowl. Um, managing their free time. 
Uh, do you keep him in the city or do you move him away? Halftime, pregame. Like the pregame is just, it's the longest thing I've ever, I can, it's like you can't ever get ready because then when you come in from pregame, then you have another long break. Is it like two warm ups in a way? It's just, I remember it's like people would go out and warm up and then they'd come back in and we'd go out as a team. And then we'd come back in for a long pregame deal. And then you'd go back out again. Then there's a long – it's like you literally warm up three times. You so warm up three. three times. Wow. Warm up three times because when you go out, depending on what they're doing for the – either you're out there for the national anthem or you're not out there for the national anthem. If you're mm-hmm. out there for the national anthem, that could take like – we had every single – we had this is going to take this time. This is going to take eight minutes, okay? This is scheduled for, you know – Seven minutes and fifteen so seconds. So you had it to the minute, to the to the second, to the second. for the most part. Damn. So you really, and then halftime is obnoxiously long. It's just you know, guys, you know, take naps. They take, they change their clothes. What'd you do? Their, I just sat there and just was just literally just bored out of my out of my mind. <laughs> you know, because usually you you only have like like what is it fifteen minute halftime? Is that what it is? Normally, okay, yeah, so it's you, double basically. By the time the Super you Bowl, get right? in, mm-hmm. by the time you get in, you have a quick little snack. You go to the bathroom, and then you're, now you're running out. So you you know depending on where your locker room is. So I just feel like you know Andy Reid. If you're going to look at an advantage, it's easily easily Andy Reid in the coaching department. And I don't even think it's close. What are the mistakes in your opinion that first time Super Bowl coaches make? Outside of Sean McVay, who acted like a giddy kid who got asked to the prom that he was coaching against Bill Belichick. See, that is that is interesting because that would be the first thing I would think of. That that would be the first thing. So Sean McVay treated his second Super Bowl much differently than his first. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, you're okay. Well, you kind of underestimated what that was going to be like and you made too much about it. Um, but I think it – now, it doesn't mean that he can't be, uh, you know, Doug Peterson. Right, and uh-huh. he plays, and his he's his first time as a head coach with the Philadelphia Eagles, and he calls an unbelievable game. They manage the week perfectly. They have all these trick plays, and they they call them at the perfect time, and they beat the freaking New England Patriots with Tom Brady in unbelievable fashion. So, in on one hand, you sit there and go, well, you know, it could be overrated, but eh, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think that Andy Reid's got a. Uh, experience. He's just got a great staff with a lot of experience. Ah, and that leads me to another question, which is how important are the coordinators slash assistants in a situation like this? Because if you're Nick Sirianni, I admit I haven't done the full sort of staff breakdown, but deductive reasoning would tell you that Kansas City would have much more experience up and down the roster in terms of coordinators and even guys that are assistant coaches. Well, let me just see real quick. I mean, you got so, the enemy and Spagnola right there. I can't. I'm looking at their staff right now. The Eagles I don't staff? recognize one person. Okay. Uh, I, I, there no. isn't like a Jim Johnson where like you guys were going up against in uh, in Super Bowl. What would that have been? Thirty nine. I guess. Who, it which be. is funny because I knew because he was a DC in Seattle. So I don't recognize. Um, I don't recognize one coach from that. So staff. there isn't like a Jim Schwartz or a nope. Greg Williams or anybody like that who's been around the league for a while. But before, instead of getting lost in that. What is it about the, you know, do coordinators matter? Hell, I don't even know if the enemies really calm plays this weekend or not. I mean, it, it all, like, I don't want to downplay, like, it all matters. It all matters. So, like, the game plan, do you, I always thought that coaches 
they spent at this point. You have two weeks to prep. They overdo it. Okay. They overdo it. They analyze it too much. They watch too much film. Like, what's going to change? So you have an entire season and playoffs worth of tape to watch. How many changes are they going to make? Like, the Philadelphia Eagles are not going to make a bunch of whole, wholesale changes. Like, what are they going to do that's different? Are you telling me they're going to come up with a brand-new defense, a brand-new offensive scheme? Like, there ain't going to be a new offensive scheme on offense. Right. It isn't going to be – I can't imagine them changing their philosophy on defense after they have the third most sacks in the history of the NFL. It's crazy. So, I just don't feel like – I. I would not get lost in the weeds. I was like, this is who we are. This is what we're doing. And I'm not going to get all caught up in it. You know? Um, so I'm just looking at the staff right now. So this coaching staff. Um, oh, man, I got the wrong one again. Oh, well, obviously, Spagnola is their defensive coordinator. Yep. That's the most He's important. been around. Yeah. He's been around. He was with the he was with the Giants. He, had his, he was a head coach himself. He's back to being a defensive coordinator. And obviously, you have Eric Bieniemy slash Andy Reid who are running the offense. So Andy Reid probably comes in and kind of chats when he needs to, but uh, Eric Benjamin does all the install, tells everybody what the plays are, and goes out, and he probably calls the plays in the huddle. But then Reid is like right there. Reid is just no different than Mike Holmgren. Holmgren did the same thing with Gil Haskell, who was his offensive coordinator. Gil would, hey, here's what we're doing. And every now and then, Holmgren would kind of roll in and be like, no, nah, I'm going to do it today, you know, because he just wanted to be involved. Right. But on Sunday, he was calling all the plays. Gil didn't do anything. Gil never got a job either as a head coach. And he was with Mike Holmgren forever as, like, the offensive guy. Just like Eric Bieniemy will probably never get a head coaching job. I think people are going to, like, leapfrog him left and right based on just Already have for the perception now. of him now. And what is – I don't know what it is. Why isn't he a head coach? He should be a head coach now. He checks every single box. Nah. Maybe. Well, 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 except interview. Um, well, well, I'm going to say – And he doesn't call plays. Does he? I don't know. Andy uh, Reid's still the guy is the one who's sending in sending in all the stuff and uh and talking with Pat Mahomes. Well then that if I'm if and that's why I think a guy like uh, uh Eric Benny we should leave. Oh yeah, he's gotta go. He's gotta leave. Take the system and do it on your own. The enemy, Matt Patricia. Who else can we throw on that? Uh, you should throw fire. Judge in there with them too. Oh yeah, Joe throw Judge. Judge in there. Send nah, them all in there. I think there. Joe Judge's special teams coach oh, would be okay. Man. He's just a spell. I know. Can you imagine like he was coaching you on offense. Now he's just yelling at you because you you were a you were a terrible gunner or you didn't drop step the right way. Whoa. That's why Slater's gotta come back to help ease the transition. Yeah, to that's judge, right. He's right. the buffer. He's the hey, guys, buffer to be like, I'm, hey. I'm vouching for him. He's a really good guy. There you should you go. like him. That's right. Uh the lunchtime parlay is next. W-E-E-I. I love E-I, man. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. New England Sports Original. Now, more Crash and Fourier. On WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Hi, right, here we go with the lunchtime parlay. Didn't work out so uh, well for the weekend parlay. Yeah. Foyer went uh, back-to-back on the Celtics, Uh, just the lazy man's pick. uh, (laughs) You can tell? Yeah. Uh, If if predictable is uh, lazy, then I'm guilty. Oh, very guilty when it comes to the picks. I thought it was a predictable pick. Well, the Celtics lost. Chicken Nick lost on the Kings. Billy won on the Pistons. And uh, 
Marcin Tabura ended up with a win at uh, UFC Fight Night on uh, Saturday night. By the way, Derek Lewis, what an embarrassing performance in the main event. Holy cow. He looked like an offensive lineman that was just running out of gas. It was pretty bad. But anyway, we're going back to the three-teamer today. Foyer had a very stressful weekend. Yeah. Can't make any picks, so. I gave I gave him all my time and energy uh, Saturday morning. Uh, and Foyer, you are 3-5-1. and one. <sighs> Really 3-4-1 and one because Andy Hart had a bad pick uh, that counts against your record as well. Uh, but I'm going to go with, and I went to the, these numbers are Sportsbook Rhode Island app. So I was able to go there today because we do have two player props. Uh, Kawhi Leonard points over 26 and a half against the Nets. The Nets are a mess. They're giving up a ton of free throw attempts as well. They got rid of Kyrie. Uh, now I'm running the risk of of Kawhi, maybe not playing tonight. I did some homework and saw that he's in, and they're offering over 26 and a half. I feel like that's kind of a steal. Give me Kawhi over that number tonight against the Nets. Billy, what do you got, Fed? I'm also taking 26 and a half points. I'm giving it to Jalen Brown for over 26 and a half against the Pistons tonight. Yeah, the Pistons are pretty poopy. And, and the, you the would... Celtics haven't been playing all that great nah, either. No, but, but uh, you would think the Jays are going to score. Though. Yeah, yeah, I see there's a bounce back. Hopefully it's a bounce back game. Give me, again, Jalen Brown over 26 and a half. I like it. Chicken Nick, what do you got? I'm going bad team against bad team. I Ooh. have the Thunder on the money line against the Steph Curryless Warriors. Woo! That adds a little juice. They are plus 145 on that money line. So you got the OKC Thunder on the money line. Jalen Brown over the point total against the Pistons. Kawhi over on the point total against the Nets. Ladies and gentlemen, even though it's a three-team parlay, because of Chicken Nick's juice in there with the money line, your $10 would win you $74.95. What great value. So more than seven times the return on your 10 bucks for today's lunchtime parlay. All you got to do is head to Twitter, Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I. We are Gresh and Fourier on Instagram. We'll make sure uh, to get all that out as well, including on my Twitter, at The Real Gresh, G-R-E-S-H. So there we go on the uh, gambling front. Uh, by the way, Bill Sparrows, who has been uh, all over this for the Herald, um, has a little uh, update on the uh, very latest. He's got a uh, mass sports betting update. Number one, pre-registration underway for the online operators. They must comply with the uh, mass regulations. Number two, the online launch Fourier still says early March mm. before mm. the NCAAs. Yeah. Uh, what's worrying me a little bit is that we've just earmarked Early March. Now, I mean, there was a hard date for the brick and mortars to be able to go live and the local casinos to be able to start taking bets in person. We had a hard date on that. And this is, well, we'll see is what it feels like. Yeah, and uh, and it seems like there's been no issues. I haven't really heard about any complaints. I haven't heard about, okay, this person screwed up. Oh, you, you mean know, like betting? You mean like yeah, the in-person like, like betting? In-person betting. It's it's like it's. I, you haven't. I haven't heard of any. Hey, they really screwed this up. They they forced. They they fast tracked it, and nothing's working. And you know, there's long lines. Things that you would normally hear with like a a massive launch, like you know, 
pro betting, like betting, like you have to do it. So I didn't hear anything negative about this, about that. Uh, the online aspect of it, I think, has a high percentage, of, you know, chance of like crashing, effing up, everything being terrible. Well, today is February sixth, and the finalization of licensure for online books is February twenty third. And then you'll get into the everybody ramping it up and then everybody fighting for the same dollar and running their NCAA tournament specials or whatever people are going to do. Apparently, the MGC is going to meet on Wednesday, according to uh, Bill Sparrows, who, again, has been uh, all over this, at Bill Sparrows on Twitter, if uh, you want to follow along. We're definitely closer to the finish line than we are the starting gate. But once we start to hear some firm dates in terms of online going live, then I'll really start to feel better because this sort of wide swath of early March, like it sounds good, but give me the hard date when everything is really going to start. And so actually then, if we go by what Bill is saying, February 22nd becomes a big day because everybody's got to have their stuff in order and then MGC meets and figures it out and... Hopefully, we're up and running and joining the overwhelming rest of the country in terms of being able to wager and wager online. We are halfway home on today's Gresh and Fourier. We had an all-star game this weekend in the NHL. We had what they still try to call a Pro Bowl in the NFL. And, oh, yeah, two hours in, we haven't even touched on Kyrie being traded. And what does that do to the Celtics, if anything? We'll get to that with you next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.